The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. What's keeping you from being the best you can be? Whatever the issue, you can clear that obstacle and come out swinging. Welcome to Be the Best You Can Be with Dr. Linda Sanicola. On today's show, we will feature guest experts who can bring you the tools and ideas that you need to take the next step to your personal success. Now, here is Dr. Linda Sanicola. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. As we continue to discuss how to be our very best in this new year, our topic today is the way in which the results that we get in life, the experiences that we have, are determined by the daily practices we keep. I am pleased to welcome my guest, Jason Mitchell, today. And let me tell you a little bit about Jason. He comes from a family with a rich spiritual heritage, and when he walked into the Agape International Spiritual Center in 2005, he was set on a path that would forever alter the trajectory of his life. A former teacher, he spent nearly a decade working with the homeless of Los Angeles' Skid Row community. During his time at Agape, he answered his calling to become an Agape-licensed spiritual practitioner. Whether he is being of service to the community, facilitating workshops and classes, or practicing his creativity through photography, Jason sees the divine in it all. Recently, he was appointed by Reverend Michael Bernard Beckwith to be the director of the Agape Sacred Service Ministry. As this new year begins, Jason is encouraged that much of what is life now is nothing like what he imagined it once would be. Not because he imagined something terrible, but because the joys and opportunities are far beyond what he once imagined for himself. Welcome, Jason. Oh, thank you, Dr. Linda. It's so good to be with you this morning. Uh, You know, I've been looking forward to our conversation uh, for a while now, and as I read your bio, it's so clear that you live a life of service, and I was wondering how that came to be. Um, You know, it's, it's really simple for me. I don't know if there was a single moment, but I come from a family where my father worked as a law enforcement officer in the Los Angeles Unified School District for his entire career. And as a part of his day-to-day work, he always found ways to participate in the community working for nonprofit and community organizations. When I was in high school, I was a part, I was invited as a part of my, a few of my fellow peers to participate in the inaugural Pasadena Youth Organization, which would communicate with the city and the school board the needs of the youth in in the city. Mm -hmm. From there, when I went to college at Florida A&M University, always got to give love to FAMU. Yeah. (laughs) uh, We started, we had a professor who, as a part of a history class, required us to go tutor and engage the students at Florida A&M High School, which was across the way. Mm -hmm. And from then on, all of the mentors and the leaders that I have connected to and resonated with have all recognized service as a major part of who we are and how we are able to be a beneficial presence on the planet. That in particular has been emphasized over my spiritual growth as being a member of Agape International Spiritual Center. Mm-hmm. So really, you were surrounded by that concept and that as a way of living in, in, in family and in education in every way. Absolutely. It has been an incredible gift for me to be able to see and recognize that the people in the world that I live in are better 
off because I see them as myself and that I should contribute to their lives equally as I contribute to my own. You know, I, I think that's so powerful, and I, I was so struck by one of the um, the lines that you wrote for me when we were communicating uh, via email and, and before the show, and you said something like, let's be a blessing. Mm. And I, when I read that, I thought, wow, just the idea of holding that space for us to carry that intention forward in the show or whatever it is that we do seems so powerful. And it seemed like just the idea raises the vibration. Absolutely. When we're talking about ideas, when we're talking about thoughts, we're absolutely talking about vibrational energy. We live in a universe that is constantly vibrating, that is constantly in flux. And so the thoughts that we are think, thinking, the intentions that we bring into our morning, our walk, our jobs, when we drop our kids off at school, even the ideas and thoughts that we have when we go into the hospital because the doctor has has some concerns and wants us to come back and check. Well, the consciousness that we bring into that space impacts everything. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing how many people that I've recognized or have shared stories that the doctors were concerned about something, but when they got their consciousness together and they got their thoughts right and then they went into that, the doctor doesn't know what happened, but suddenly there's nothing to worry about. Oh, mm-hmm, that's beautiful. And, you know, it's that uh, it's that consciousness which then gives rise to our, our practices. Is that- Ab- absolutely. You know, it it, can, it has been said by, you know, my teacher, Reverend Michael Bernard Beckwith, that we can't make decisions about things until we wake up. So if we're not conscious about anything, we're operating and functioning based on a subconscious programming. We don't know whether or not we're choosing it because we're not even aware of it. Right. So choice is a product of our awareness. And so that conscious awareness of life then gives us way to our individualized expression of living, moving, and having our being in this world as a beneficial presence. Yes, and then, you know, that process of recognizing our unconscious and our conscious practices is what takes us to the next level. Absolutely. One of the things that I've, I'm continuing to grow in, I'm not there completely yet, I'm not satisfied with how it's showing up in my life, but I'm continuing to grow in having an established practice. So mm-hmm. earlier you mentioned that when I got to Agape, I answered my calling to become an Agape licensed practitioner. And one of the things that is always talked about in the classes at Agape University is we are all practitioners. We may not realize it, but all of us have practices that we are activating, implementing, living, walking out in our relationships to our health, to our mind, to our body, to our finances, to our friendships, to our loved ones. And those practices give way to our life experience. Too many of them are unconscious, and we want to bring consciousness to all of our life practices. And and do you have a process for that? Actually, one of the things that was birthed in me as a graduate of Agape University was a program called Freedom Through a Structured Life. And so for the past year and a half, I have been facilitating this program, which activates the life structures that we have within our lives. And so within each of us, we our lives could somewhat be reduced down to about eight different life structures. Our ego, our beliefs or our mind, our relationships, health, finances, livelihood, community, and spirituality. Mm-hmm. These eight life structures are the pillars upon which our life sits. And so the ability to bring our conscious awareness to these eight life structures allows us to see why we are struggling, what are some of the patterns and behaviors that we have, what are the beliefs that we have about ourselves, and our engagement into going back, having some time of self-awareness, self-discovery, 
self-reflection. It's all about the self. It's, <laughs> this is about ourselves because we can only do it for ourselves because no one can do it for us. Right. As we do this, as we look within, we are able to clear out some of the blockages, some of the limiting ideas, some of the, the beliefs and the programming, whether it's from our childhood or whether it's something that we have taken on from the mental atmosphere or the newosphere of the consciousness and community through media and all the other ways that we receive information. Wow. You know, I'm, I'm still sort of st- stuck resonating with your phrase about the life structures and the pillars uh, uh, upon which we build our lives. That seems so powerful and such a beautiful way to look at those structures you know, um, as we move forward, um, it's like if you don't take a look at those structures, how, what shape are the pillars going to be in, you know? Absolutely, Linda. So it, it, in the end, in the end, which is actually the beginning, it's all about our foundation. I spend a lot of time right now with my godson, Mason, and he's just now getting to that point where he's able to hold himself up on the couch. Mm-hmm. And so for the first you know, year of his life, you know, most of it he was still, and then he started moving, and his arms, he would start dragging himself across the floor with his arms because his legs hadn't gotten strong yet. And now he's just at that point where he can hold on to the couch with one arm and reach out to you with the other mm-hmm. because his foundation, his legs are strong. And so when I see him and I think about the challenges that we have in our finances, the challenges that we have in our relationships, they look like a little wobbly child that can barely walk. Uh So we we definitely can't run the race. Um, We definitely can't take on a marathon that is this life journey if our life structures are not strengthened and stabilized. Right. That's a beautiful analogy. I think we can um, all understand. And we're going to take a short break now. We're going to go to break with uh, a little bit of the music of one of my favorite guests, entertainer and actually jazz as well as gospel artist Eve Evans. We're going to listen to a little bit of It Took a Miracle. We'll be right back. A God of might and miracles Tis written in the sky Though here His glory has been shown We still can't fully see. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Are you happy with your financial life? Or are you like most people, underachieving with your income, working your tail off without the rewards you deserve? Are you going through a boom or bust cycle over and over again? hitting an inner set point? Perhaps you are struggling with the same old issues over and over again. Are your finances a source of peace or stress? Is your money the root of your problems or the path to your freedom and empowerment? If you answered yes to stress and problems, then it's time to ask yourself one more question. What else is possible? Sign up for Dr. Linda Sanicola's six-week Tapping into Wealth Coaching program by visiting drsanicola.com. This program is designed to help you break through your unconscious wealth set points and experience the true freedom, creativity, enthusiasm, and rewards you were meant to have. Get started today at drsanicola.com. That's drsanicola.com. Are you happy in your life, or are you just settling? It's time to speak out, take control of your existence, and let your life speak. Bart Queen is the host of A Hero's Journey. His personal goal is to help you find your voice, use that voice, and live the life that you deserve to live. Do more, be more, and give more. Tune in to A Hero's Journey on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. You owe it to yourself to tune in and make your voice count. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You 
You are tuned in to Be the Best You Can Be with Dr. Linda Sanicola. If you want more information about Dr. Sanicola or our program, please visit drsanicola.com. Again, that's drsanicola.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, everybody. We're talking today with my guest, Jason Mitchell, and he is helping us understand how our life structures determine, really, how we move forward in life and how we, I'm assuming, also can be more of service to self and to our communities. And Am I right about that? <laughs> Absolutely, Linda. It sounded like you were uh, inflexing into a question, and, and that's really right. One of the things about the life structures um, that I learned about as a student at Agape University was I had to come to an understanding of what was going on in the world around me. So my relationships to community Community is one of the life structures. So sure, we can live a life isolated as a monk or, you know, trapped in our, uh, not trapped or choosing to be in our home. Uh, With technology today, we could literally have a job where we live in our home, where we um, get food delivered to us, groceries or even cooked food, or we could communicate with people over the internet and never leave our home. But notice we're still reaching out. Mm-hmm. We're still reaching out to a grocery store, out to a restaurant in the community. We're still reaching out to somebody to communicate with. As human beings, we are designed for connection. Mm-hmm. And so what does that look like? Well, we go back to Kemet or to ancient Egypt and we see the beginning of civilization and we see how all of these things developed. And we watched humanity develop civilizations all over the world. Well, what we also recognize is that all of those things were built because we had an agreement that we wanted to build a civilization. Without discussing power structures, we come to the modern times and we look around and everywhere communities are suffering, you will see separation. You will see people who have been forced to believe that they need to be focused on what's good for them and their house only, Mm -hmm. to ignore their neighbors. And in many cases in the inner cities that your neighbors are the people that you have to fear. So when we wonder why certain neighborhoods are struggling, we can recognize some of the beliefs that they hold about their neighbors. And some of them may be true. Let's not pretend like there are not dangerous and difficult situations that people live in. However, we can improve our neighborhoods. We can improve our communities all over the world by connecting to our neighborhoods by reaching out to the people who are beside us and being of service. We, I used to always think about the stories where we would hear somebody helping a, an older woman up the stairs with her groceries in buildings or walking the Cub Scout stories of them walking somebody across the street. Mm-hmm. These are the types of communities that we can have by being of service to each other. And when we talk about what's going on in the world and like major things that come up or the issues that people are having with law enforcement. Well, law enforcement, if they were really serving communities, are connecting and learning about what is needed in the community, learning people's names, holding their hands out, saying hello, and the communities are reaching back to them. Mm -hmm. Being of service in all of our lives is what serves the entire planet. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, we started this with talking about self-reflection. And, you know, we we might think that we're doing really well in one of these areas like finances or health or whatever. And then as we move more into relationships and community, there is always the opportunity to be shown where we need to grow. Absolutely. You know, we have mirrors that we look at in our in our kitchen, in our bedrooms sometimes on our closet doors and we get dressed and we put our clothes on in the morning. We look at the mirrors in the bathroom and we might check to see if our eyes are a little red today. But there is a mirror that can only be reviewed on the inside and the practice is meditation. Mm -hmm. And so through meditation, through conscious reflection, you could be journaling or, or any number of other activities, but that interior 
perspective of our own thoughts. When I walk into a room, what am I thinking? When I see this particular person, am I, is my body changing? Am I feeling discomfort? If this person who owes me money, when I see them, what is the experience that I have in engaging with that person, when I see somebody who's done great things for me, who who contributed to uh, helping me travel or contributed to my child's fundraiser, when I see them and connect with them, I recognize all of the things that are happening inside of me. Mm-hmm. Joy is being evoked. Peace is being evoked. Passion, anger, irritation. All of these things are happening But so many of us are living those feelings and emotions unconsciously and we don't even know what's happening to us until we've snapped on somebody, till we've yelled at somebody, till we've wanted to scream at somebody in traffic instead of realizing I'm experiencing this emotion and and I may have a valid reason for it, but I am not going to allow my life to suddenly become anger, Mm -hmm. sadness, or frustration because of another individual. I'm going to maintain the harmony, peace, and balance, which is the truth of my being, and I'm still going to tell them, I'm looking forward to you paying uh, that debt that <laughs> right. you owe me. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. And, and really to be able to hold your peace, to maintain your peace, um, irrespective of what someone else may be doing, and, and to rise above those triggers. Absolutely. And so we all have triggers. It's, it's not just the ones on the guns and the weapons um, in our communities. We all have triggers. There are certain things that evoke a response within us. And some of them are magnificent. The, the, the nose and our olfactory senses are so powerful when we smell a particular scent. When I, when I smell a certain perfume, I remember one of my mother's friends mm-hmm. that used to sing with her. And, and I call her Aunt Eunice. And whenever I smell that perfume, it doesn't matter who's wearing it mm-hmm. I immediately think of this person that I haven't seen in 25 30 years mm-hmm. when, when people prepare a particular meal it can transport us all the way back to a sense of peace a sense of sanctuary because it takes us back to a sense of home and so there are also the other triggers but I'd like to talk about these triggers because Triggers kind of gets a, 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 a less than positive connotation, mm-hmm. and I want to, us to recognize that we can establish our own triggers. We might call them touchstones that snap us back, that bring us back into the present moment where we can have the feeling tone, the frequency, and the power that is in all of our experiences in this now moment. What we felt then doesn't only belong to that moment. We can hold Hold it and feel it right now. Mm -hmm. So these positive triggers are to serve as touchstones. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So we, we see art and we see paintings and we hear music. You know, there are, I, one of the, I really love living in the age of the Internet for, for many reasons. There are plenty of reasons to not like it. But so many amazing stories are being told, shared through all the social media platforms. And I love this one video, and I tell people, go look it up if you can find it, of a man that's suffering from dementia, and they put some headphones on him. Mm-hmm. He's not really moving much. He doesn't talk much suddenly he hears the music from probably his childhood or his teen years and his eyes light up Mm -hmm. he starts mouthing words and making sound and smiling and dancing a man who pretty much you know doesn't move much during his day right those types of things as we become aware of the things that empower us that give us joy that give us love when we're not feel when we're not feeling that when we're feeling morose, when we're feeling depressed, anger, even rage, those types of things can pull us back. And while there may be plenty in this world to rage about, mm-hmm. we don't have to act to address them through rage. We can right. address them through the balance and harmony that we are and address the issues that still mm-hmm. exist. From a much higher perspective. Absolutely. Right, right. Yeah, that's... Um you know, I'm trying to keep up with all the wise words you're sharing with us today. <laughs> so, you know, I listen, I sort of start resonating with something and and um, it catches my attention. So 
um, it, it's just such a, a beautiful way to phrase it. It's, it's to think about what pro- positive triggers can we have and can we create for ourselves? I mean, that's what this is about. We, you know, we can use practices to create what we want for ourselves. Absolutely. So one of the things that I invite my clients to do that come to see me as a practitioner is to find something, anything that they can keep on them when they're going through difficult situations and challenges that when they look at it, when they see it, when they touch it, when they feel it, when they smell it, that it pulls them into the present moment. Because when we're in anger, when we're in all of these these states that are not our harmony, our balance, our peace, love, we're generally identifying with something in the past or identifying with something in the future. Right. And, and so we want to bring the vibratory frequency of energy into the now moment. And we can do that. Whether it's a stone, like in the in the movie The Secret, the one of the I, one of the items that they talked about was, you know, having a, a stone and it gave him encouragement. And so we can do that. You can just go to many stores and find a stone or even outside and write the word peace on it. Mm-hmm. You know, or you might find something in your parents' closet and they may have passed away and there may be something that reminds you of them and you had the type of parent that was so comforting and nurturing to you that just the thought of your mom or dad mm-hmm. brings you to a place of peace. That's beautiful. And um, we're going to get ready again to take another short break while we're listening to a bit of Eve Evans and It Took a Miracle. We'll be right back with my guest, Jason Mitchell. Is written in the sky. Though here his glory has been shown, we still can't fully see. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Are you happy with your financial life? Or are you like most people, underachieving with your income, working your tail off without the rewards you deserve? Are you going through a boom or bust cycle over and over again, hitting an inner set point? Perhaps you are struggling with the same old issues over and over again. Are your finances a source of peace or stress? Is your money the root of your problems or the path to your freedom and empowerment? If you answered yes to stress and problems, then it's time to ask yourself one more question. What else is possible? Sign up for Dr. Linda Sanicola's six-week Tapping into Wealth Coaching program by visiting drsanicola.com. This program is designed to help you break through your unconscious wealth set points and experience the true freedom, creativity, enthusiasm, and rewards you were meant to have. Get started today at drsanicola.com. That's drsanicola.com. Is the last time you saw sparkles of life in your day. Each day holds a treasure, the extra in the ordinary. It is too easy to miss them because they're familiar and we take them for granted. If you want to add sparkle to your day, listen to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels with Dee Lee. She offers a new way to view the world and to discover your own mighty gems in daily life. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are tuned in to Be the Best You Can Be with Dr. Linda Sanicola. If you want more information about Dr. Sanicola or our program, please visit drsanicola.com. Again, that's drsanicola.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, everyone. We're visiting today with my guest, Jason Mitchell, who is sharing his wise words about uh, how we move our our lives forward and how to recognize our conscious and unconscious practices and really heal some of those uh, old practices which no longer serve us. And I wanted to ask you for uh, uh, briefly, you know, we've talked about a couple of, of practices 
Jason, but can you list those, what you consider to be the most important ones for my listeners so that they have a, a better idea of exactly what we're talking about? Absolutely. So when we when I teach the program Freedom Through a Structured Life, one of the areas that we address is spirituality. And so it's important that we recognize, first of all, that we're spiritual beings. And as spiritual beings having this human incarnation, we want to make sure that we are practicing and connecting to our spiritual selves. So through that, the primary and first spiritual practice that I invite people to take on is meditation. And so meditation takes takes many different forms. There's a lot of amazing writing and information that can be found on the practice of meditation. So I just invite people to take our meditation. Affirmative prayer is another one of the practices. It's important for us to have a recognition and a practice where we actually connect with spirit. Um, And when we talk about affirmative prayer, when I'm talking about affirmative prayer, I'm really wanting to be clear. I'm not talking about a prayer where I'm going out and asking a deity that is outside of me, sitting on a throne or somewhere asking me to worship it for something. Mm -hmm. I'm not pleading. I'm not begging. I'm not looking for it to give me or do anything for me. The universe is forward progressive and expressing it has produced spirit the divine god whatever word you might utilize has expressed itself and it is continually doing so through its creation you me and all of those listening to this program what i'm talking about with affirmative prayer is realigning my consciousness and myself with truth with the eternal truths that have no opposite, that have no variance. And so when I talk about God being infinite, when I talk about God being abundant, peace, harmony, love, clarity, grace, balance, and order, I know that these qualities also express in creation. And as a part of creation and one with the divine, I know that they express as me. So when I need support remembering the truth of who I am, Mm -hmm. when I need support in allowing divine creativity to activate within me just as beautiful as autumn is with all of its colors and the snow of winter and that creativity in nature that has expressed, and I need to connect to that divine creativity, I hold that truth as the reality of my life, as a principle that I can recognize expressed in the universe. So really the affirmation is I am affirming and aligning myself with spirit. Absolutely. Okay. So when we're doing affirmative prayer treatment, I'm affirming the truth about myself, which is also, which must be it absolutely, absolutely must be in the present moment, not in the future, not in the past. In this present moment, I know that I am absolutely one with the divine presence. I am one with all of life. I am abundance. I am love beyond conditions. And we go, go through that. There's also a spiritual practice of affirmations, which are affirmative statements that we utilize to address some of our thoughts as well. So that's something that is not the same as affirmative prayer treatment, but affirmations are a powerful spiritual practice that we can utilize to shift the grooves of the thoughts that are in our mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the other spiritual practices um, that I invite all of my students and, and clients to take on is visioning, life visioning. So Reverend Michael Bernard Beckwith, the founder and spiritual director of Agape International Spiritual Center, created this program and there are many different ways that you can connect to this information you can purchase it online or go to the agape quiet mind bookstore at agape in culver city and what you will find is a powerful practice of allowing spirit to communicate with you the vision that it is trying to express through you. Mm -hmm. So it's completely different from visualization, which one might use to picture in their mind. Um, Athletes are really amazing to utilize visualization to, um, you know, imagine the, the race that they're running, every step, every stride. Athletes Play, who play football might imagine running the route that they're going to run or attacking the quarterback. 
But life visioning is not about picturing something in your mind. Life, vis- life visioning is a spiritual download. It is an mm-hmm. embrace of the universe expressing and us as receptors from the universe, we can receive as we invite the divine presence to communicate to us in ways that we can hear, see, understand. And we know that spirit does that. So through that, we allow ourselves to be the open vessel. We make spiritual inquiry. We ask questions and we allow spirit to communicate with us, to lead us and guide us. And the life visioning program or life visioning practice is what Reverend Michael utilized to birth agape. Mm-hmm. I, I just love that practice, and it's fascinating to me because, um, you know, you mentioned like a vision board or, you know, whatever people might imagine for themselves. And, mm-hmm. and you know, that's all well and good. But if we are uh, aligning ourselves so that we can get, as you will, as you mentioned, the download, whatever spirit has in mind for me is probably much better than what I might have in mind for me. And I can't see that. I don't know. Absolutely. So when we talk about these spiritual practices, and you know, a lot of it is remembering the truth of who we are, because that truth is within us. And it resonates with us. We feel it as a vibration. We feel the tone. We feel the tone of love. We feel the mm-hmm. tone of peace. Mm-hmm. We feel the tone of joy. We feel the tone of harmony, balance, and order. And because these are qualities of the divine presence, we know that they also express as our lives. And so since they're expressing as our lives, we know that we can utilize life visioning to consciously open ourselves up setting aside our thoughts, setting aside our ideas, and allowing the universe to answer, say, you know, what is the divine right job for me? Mm -hmm. What are some of the things that I need to let go of so that spirit can express through me? What are some of the skills, gifts, and talents that I have that spirit can utilize to express through me? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just can't say t- enough about what a powerful practice it seems to be. And and I would encourage everyone, you know, I have listeners all over the world. So um, if people can uh, in any way get a hold of the book by Reverend Michael or um, whatever other resources might be available, I know the book is available because I have it. So um, I would really encourage people to to find out more about that and, and see if it's something that they feel led to follow. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There's books, there's CDs, there's a lot of teaching and tools that Reverend Michael has created that will help to uh, support individuals in their life visioning journey. Absolutely. And, and so we have, um, we have some other practices, I know. Uh, forgiveness being one of them. Oh, absolutely. As we... As we look at all of the different things that we want to be, we want to see, we we talked earlier about being a beneficial presence. So living a life where we recognize that we don't want to hold anything against anyone. Mm-hmm. Because, I, you know, we hear it said, and I've heard it said many times, and maybe our listeners have heard it, but when we hold someone else in a prison of our anger, of our hate, or our rage, they don't even experience it. We might not be talking to them. They might live in another country, be on the mm-hmm. beach in Brazil, laughing and smiling and dancing. They might be on an, uh, on, in Fiji. They might be in the Eiffel Tower having a great time, and we're sitting here on our couch, angry with our face all wrinkled up. Mm-hmm. And And they don't even know. They don't even know. And even if they don't know, we don't know if they care. Right. (laughs) Chances are they don't. (laughs) Right. So, you know, what, what what we're going through in terms of holding anger is something we have to address within ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so it's essential that we have a practice of forgiveness that doesn't automatically assume that we should be buddies and friends and and besties with another person that has done us wrong or harmed us or we have some idea of that. No, we need to go within ourselves and, and root out anything that is within us that is not love, that is not peace, that is not harmony, 
That is not joy. One of the biggest challenges that the world faces is that we want to be anti things that we don't want in the world. So people um, in the 70s, they used to have uh, uh, anti-war rallies. Mm -hmm. But some of our a little more freer hippie friends had peace rallies. <laughs> yes. I'm, you know, I, when we think about it, and this is an amazing teaching that, that I learned through, this, through the school at Agape, is so many of us, we, we have a good idea, but we have a bad practice or a bad implementation. Yeah, nobody wants war. I want to be against war. No, mm-hmm. I want to be for, for peace. peace. Yes. <laughs> and, and the same thing comes up in all of the other areas of our lives. We're trying to address, you know, anything that is wrong in our government, in our schools, or, or, or whatever area in our lives, in relationships, dealing, helping to support the LGBTQ community or any, any group of people that need support. And we cannot focus on being against anything. Mm-hmm. We don't want to be against anything. What are we for? Mm-hmm. We're for freedom. We're for love. We're for harmony. We're for peace. We're for education. We're for health. We're for love. Mm-hmm. And so if that's the case, I have absolutely no place in my life, in my world for unforgiveness. Right. I, I experience anger. I experience sadness, I experience rage, but I am not living those practices out. Mm-hmm. And one other practice, one last one I want to give real quick, is having a life of gratitude. Uh, yes. No matter what, as best as we can, until we get better, and until our better is best, mm-hmm. adding to our lives the ability to find a way to be grateful for everything we experience changes all of our life experiences. Mm -hmm. That's so powerful. And, you know, the idea of uh, having good ideas and bad practices is so amazing. I think we can all learn so much from that. And we're going to go to another short break. We'll be able to talk a little bit more uh, with my guest, Jason Mitchell, when we get right back. Tis written in the sky Though here his glory has been shown, we still can't fully see the wonders of... Are you happy with your financial life? Or are you like most people, underachieving with your income, working your tail off without the rewards you deserve? Are you going through a boom or bust cycle over and over again, hitting an inner set point? Perhaps you are struggling with the same old issues over and over again. Are your finances a source of peace or stress? Is your money the root of your problems or the path to your freedom and empowerment? If you answered yes to stress and problems, then it's time to ask yourself one more question. What else is possible? Sign up for Dr. Linda Sanicola's six-week Tapping into Wealth Coaching program by visiting drsanicola.com. This program is designed to help you break through your unconscious wealth set points and experience the true freedom, creativity, enthusiasm, and rewards you were meant to have. Get started today at drsanicola.com. That's drsanicola.com. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. You are tuned in to Be the Best You Can Be with Dr. Linda Sanicola. If you want more information about Dr. Sanicola or our program, please visit drsanicola.com. Again, that's drsanicola.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, everybody. My guest today is Jason Mitchell from Agape International Spiritual Center, and he is lighting us up with some fabulous ideas about, I'm going to say, best practices for our life. And um, as we go into our last segment here, Jason, I want to make sure I take a moment to really thank you for your time and your knowledge and your wisdom today. I really appreciate it. Oh, I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for this wonderful invitation, Linda. It's my privilege. And I want to make sure we uh, tell everybody how they can find you. 
Well, there are a couple of easy ways to find me. I'm on Facebook. You can look up my public profile under Jason D. Mitchell. It's really easy to find. Um, I communicate there on a regular basis. You can send me a message and contact me if you want to work with me as a practitioner, if you want to do some of the workshops I have coming up. In the uh, coming month, as we get into February, I'll be facilitating another edition of the Freedom Through a Structured Life 30-day program. So I'm inviting people who are interested in that to reach out to me. It's an amazing opportunity. And is and, that in person or is that um, a webinar? Or So the way I do it, I do teleconference calls okay, and great. emails. So they, receive, they will receive all the information that they need via email. And we will have teleconference calls that we do on a regular basis over the course of the week so that we can connect, go through the teaching, and transform our lives and get the freedom that we want to activate. So anyone can participate. It doesn't matter where they are. Anywhere in the world. I've had people from Europe. I have a wonderful friend, Elizabeth, who's overseas that practices with us and connects with me on a regular basis. So people from around the world can join us through the Freedom Through a Structured Life program. Okay, great. And then lastly, um, each morning, Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Pacific time here in Los Angeles, I facilitate the hour daily prayer call. And so that's another conference call set up where people can dial in and each morning me or one of my spiritual friends uh, will do a prayer, inspirational reading, and begin our day in consciousness. Great. So those are the ways that they can reach out to me. And did you want to mention your photography? Oh, sure. I love taking pictures. My father gave me the gift of photography when I was in high school, and since then, it's been a passion of mine. Um, you can find me online at ConsciousLensPhotography.com, where I do all sorts of photography from the creative to portraits to headshots, and I just love being able to activate my creativity and to capture uh, what I say is I love to capture the light within each individual mm. and doing that with my lens has been an amazing gift for the last uh, five years I've been doing it regularly again you know and and that leads me into a, um, a comment I wanted to make as you talk about photography really see you mentioned in in your bio seeing the divine in everything mm-hmm that's pretty powerful. Yeah, so we live in this world where everything could be demonized if we allow it to. When we start looking at spiritual leaders, there's all often human beings that have disappointed us and suddenly everything about them and what they represent is demonized. Well, there's one creator and that creator has created everything. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get off to, too far to the right or to the left and say that the creator initiated war and disease and things of this nature. Right. But I want people to see that through all of the things that we have seen in his human history, there is nothing that hasn't called forth the highest and best of humanity to show up. So when it's a disease, the most brilliant minds in all of creation seize upon it to try to bring forth something that they had not known before. When there is a war going on, the highest and best of humanity are willing in many instances to give up their life for the freedoms and the love of others. And of course, that's without getting into the politics of war. Right. Right. And so when we look at some of the very difficult situations that people grow up in, some of the harsh realities of childhoods, many of those situations are very much like the pressure that is placed on a piece of coal in order to produce a diamond. Mm -hmm. And those experiences that we see in the world that we look around, with, no matter what continent we're looking at, no matter what uh, financial situation or political structure a person is in, there are situations that seem horrendous mm -hmm. and heinous, abusive, mm -hmm. that if we keep looking and we keep searching and we keep watching, we will see that it is calling for humanity to rise up 
and to serve, back to that concept of service, Mm -hmm. to serve as the beneficial presence on the planet. It would have been nice if we were doing it anyway, but we can acknowledge that we're not and we can acknowledge that this incident or that situation brought something up within us, inspired us, and evoked that which was already within us into expression. Mm-hmm. And and I think I often in my practice do something on, on a smaller level because, you know, people usually come to me because they have a problem or something's hurting somewhere. And, right. and as they go through difficult circumstances or whatever problems might arise, I always try to encourage them to look for the gift in that circumstance. And it's not always easy to see. Oh, absolutely. And, and in many cases, we really do need help to see it. Mm-hmm. So if, if, if I owned a coal mine, I need, I have an idea that there may be things of value deep within that coal mine. But not only do I need workers to help me work the mine, I need people to help me understand which ones of these diamonds that we do find in this diamond mine are of value. Mm -hmm. And so as we work together and we have the right kind of implements, our spiritual practices, as we have the right type of community, our workers and our, the people who study diamonds and can tell us the value of things, as we work with practitioners, doctors, naturopaths, people who will support us, as we work with our Uh, energy workers and body workers that can help us align ourselves so that we can see, so that we can move, so that we can get into the groove. Those are the types of people, things, and engagements that will help us to see those things. You know, they're uncovering all of those things out of the muck and mire of life. Mm -hmm. And when it's all cleaned off, we're able to be inspired. We're able to live a life of joy, of love, of harmony, of balance that we were struggling to remember, struggling to find because we were caught up in all of it. And that's really, you know, I think that's a beautiful way for us to, to end our conversation today. As, um, as we get ready to close, I once again want to thank you for your wisdom today. And I hope you'll think about maybe joining us again because I started to say I want to talk to you more, but really I want to listen more. So. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, if any of my friends are listening, they definitely know I can talk. So um, I'm just grateful to have had this opportunity to be with you, to be with your listeners and and to connect to another expansion of what I'll call my own community. Um, Thank you so much again. And um, as we get ready for next week's show, it turns out quite coincidentally that um, my next guest is someone that you know, and she sends her greetings. And it is um, Dr. Elizabeth Lambert. Oh, Uh, yeah. Yeah, you guys are in for a treat. Yeah. Turn in. So we're going to be talking about skinny dipping in the fountain of youth next week and today I leave you with the words of Albert Einstein I must be willing to give up what I am in order to become what I will be. Mm. Thanks for listening and see y'all next week. Thank you for listening. Be the best you can be with Dr. Linda Sanicola can be heard each Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We hope to have you join us again next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.